Welcome to Transformation. I'm Don Wick with the Red River Farm Network, your host for this podcast series. This project is a partnership between the Red River Farm Network, the Minnesota Department of Agriculture, and numerous stakeholders throughout the region. There's folks like the Minnesota Corn Growers Association, North Dakota Farmers Union, and Minnesota Soybean Research and Promotion Council. I am also proud to announce the support of CHS Community Giving. Thanks to the CHS Cooperative and CHS Family Giving for your support to this project. In this series of podcasts, we're bringing awareness to the issues of farm stress and mental health with a focus on solutions. And we have as our guests today, Shauna Reitmeyer and Brenda Mack. Shauna is the head of the Northwestern Mental Health Center at Crookston, and she was raised on a farm near Crookston. Brenda Mack is an assistant professor at Bemidji State University, a mental health consultant. She grew up on a farm at East Grand Forks and now a uh, uh, part of the farm operation at Crookston, Minnesota. Shauna and Brenda are also co-hosts for a webinar series that is called Cultivating Resiliency for Women in Agriculture. And let's uh, start with that if we can. Shauna and Brenda, what do you see as the differences really in how women deal with the issues of mental wellness versus men? Uh, why did you get in and focus in uh, exclusively in women with this project? Oh, that's such a great question, Don. You know, as we were talking about developing this webinar series with our um, our sponsors with America Agrowomen and UMASH, um, you know, there'd been a lot of other groups that had been targeting just farming in general and had been farm- targeting men. And there really was nothing out there about women in, in particular. And we feel that women do have some additional um, stressors um, that tend to be very often caretakers in the family, but we're seeing many more women that are actually directly involved in the farm operation, out there farming, um, managing their their cattle, their their dairy cows, being out in the fields and not just in supporting roles in farming anymore, and thought we really wanted to target women. Um, because they take on so many multiple roles within within a family or a farming operation. I think of just as you're saying, we have so many women that are farming or in an ag business where they're they're uh, actively engaged in the business, but then they come home and they also have a, a key role in the household or in raising the children mm-hmm. or the, the family. It just creates a, a unique type of, as you mentioned, stressors for uh, the women in the business. We definitely saw that as part of the series that, you know, this was in a lot of ways an interactive um, opportunity for the participants who engaged in the live webinars to send a question or a comment. And we saw that as a theme that, you know, women are juggling so many different things and that is so stressful and really looking for ways to um, manage and deal with their stress effectively so that they could thrive in their roles on the farm or in the home or in the community. We're always told uh, we should be multitasking and juggling a lot of different things. What's the best ways to to manage that? What's your recommendation? Oh, that's a great question. You know, I think uh, if I, you know, channel that I don't know if we really can be multitasking, I think we have multiple things happening that we're managing, but we're only usually doing one thing at one time. And, you know, we talked about in one of our webinars um, about just 
do putting plans together and prioritizing. Um, what do you do first? How do you manage the risk? Um, what is the greatest return um, that you're going to have of all of the things that you need to do, whether it's, you know, fixing equipment, it's getting, you know, planting, it's getting to teacher parent-teacher conferences, uh, grocery shopping, all of those things. What, how do you prioritize? Um, and we walked through helping people prioritize based on what's the risk, what's the highest return that you're going to have, what's the most important um, to help minimize some of that stress. Um, because there are lots of things that we have to do, um, and we can't get them all done at, at once. And who in the family has the skill or the knowledge to be able to do something faster than someone else? I firmly believe that, um, you know, if it's in, in my family, if I've got to build something and, and measure out things, that's not going to be me. Um, that's going to be somebody else in, in, our, in our family as well. So that was one way we, we talked about that. We also talked about giving ourselves permission to say no. That oftentimes as women, we're asked to do things in the community or at church or um, even within the family, and we feel guilty for not saying yes because we're helpers and we know that something needs to get done. And so we talked quite a bit about just stepping back and saying, okay, if I take this on, what is the impact of that? Will my stress increase? And so we just had some discussions about it's okay to say no. And like Shauna said, going back to your plan and your priorities and um, and giving yourself permission to not feel guilty when you do have some boundaries and maybe let somebody else take on baking those bars for a funeral at church. I know you guys have had uh, a tremendous response to this webinar series. How important do you think it is that we're, we're having these conversations, that we're talking about some of these issues, uh, serious issues of farm stress, mental health, and such? Uh, I think it's very important that we're having these conversations because the reality is that there is stress every day and we talked about you know there's there's the positive stress that helps motivate and and um lets you get things done and move forward but when the stress becomes negative and you start getting immobilized what this does is this is starting to normalize the conversation when we're talking about stress. It helps us to um, recognize in the people that we're close to and our neighbors and our friends if the stress starts getting to be overwhelming for someone. We see little, little clues or little signals that people aren't showing up at different activities or the farm is looking, you know, a little more disheveled or things aren't being kept up. It, it gives us now this awareness and this knowledge to start asking questions and and be there as a support, not as judgment, but truly as support because we care compare, care about our loved ones or our neighbors and our friends. And so it starts normalizing that conversation because stress is there all the time. Um, but it, it's when stress becomes um, burdensome to someone or becomes overwhelming that it can lead down to other things such as anxiety or depression that then can become debilitating and 
we now will have more language around how to ask, be aware, and um, be, you know, just pay attention to what's happening around us in our own lives and with the people that we care about. There's no doubt there's always been a, a stigma surrounding issues of, of mental health. Do you see a generational shift in that? Uh, you talk about normalizing this conversation. Does that change the way we think about uh, some of these issues? You know, I'm not sure if it's a generational shift or if it it is related to that we are getting more information out there. Um, there are multiple organizations, um, either volunteer groups or uh, mental health organizations organizations and because we're getting more information out there and information is knowledge um, and that's so powerful to have that and you're seeing the conversation happening in multiple sectors so in the mental health sector but you're also seeing it by farming sectors that because of that we are we are seeing people who are willing to reach out for help, whether that's with their primary care physician or with their priest or pastor or with a formal mental health organization. And so I think we're just, we are seeing those trends start to change a bit where you don't have to suffer in silence anymore and that there is so not so much stigma with going into your doctor and talking about your anxiety and that you're not able to sleep and then connecting with resources that can help you effectively deal with that. And I don't know if you want to add more, Shauna. You've done a lot of advocacy regarding destigmatizing mental health on a both a local and a state level. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Brenda. You know, I, I think if I add to that, um, because there has been so much more um, education and awareness around mental health that's happening, I think it is being infused across generations. And I think that there is even, for our younger generation, it is becoming so much more normalized to talk about mental health. And as we have our younger generation now coming into farms and working with you know, their, their family, our older generations, our younger people are starting to infuse also you know, how to normalize and talk about mental health, where I think there has been historically, you know, some, you know, generational differences in thinking about mental health. But I think because we have so many more multi-generational farm families working together that, you know, we're, we're spreading this knowledge and now making it more okay um, to talk about. I think there's still pockets and there's still some stigma out there um, that, do prevent people from reaching out and getting help when they need to. But I think the more we talk about mental health, the more we talk about stress, and the more we start talking about um, mental wellness, building that resiliency, um, I think just starts making it part of who we are versus separating it out and more people will access care. That's what I love about this this series that you're putting on, Don. I think the time of the year that we're in, we've got... Uh Weed harvest is underway. Guys are are working on uh, sugar beet prepile. We're going to be moving soon into row crop harvest. It won't be very long before we get to that uh, point in the season. When we're setting that combine, uh, we're doing it 
pretty much in isolation a lot of times. You know, maybe the radio squawking or, or what have you, but it's where you're by yourself for hours at a time. That question of isolation, uh, does that feed into some of these issues of anxiety or depression or, or some of the challenges we may have with farm stress? Absolutely it does. You know, one of the things that we talk about as one of the key strategies in dealing with your stress or anxiety is to connect with others. It's Everything's about relationship. And so when you're isolated and in a tractor, that's a little bit more difficult to do. But some of the things and some of the helpful hints for that kind of situation do include, okay, so, you know, you might not be able to um, get out of the tractor and stop doing what you're doing, but, you know, can you call up your spouse and say, hey, come ride with me for a while? And, um, and then you have an opportunity to engage in a conversation with that person. So asking somebody to come into your tractor and go for a ride along. The other thing that can be really helpful is that um, farmers can listen to things like podcasts or radio programming and be selective about that. If you're struggling with something, there are lots of great podcasts out there and available that talk about tips and techniques to reduce your stress. Um, there are activities that you can do right in the tractor um, to be mm-hmm. able to implement those things. And so part of that is what is going to work for me in my situation. Are there different ways to deliver services to this community? Oh, I think there's, you know, multiple ways that we can deliver services. And I think whoever is working with somebody that's farming, you know, really needs to have that understanding and knowledge of what that farming life is. You know, we talk about cultural competency and farming is is a culture um, and the way we um, we think about and approach farmers. But, you know, I think one of the, the benefits to um, Northwest Minnesota and, and the agency that I work with is we've got the ability to be able to go out and um, meet farmers where they're at through our crisis team of somebody's really having a, a, a significant crisis at, at a certain moment. We have people that are able to come out to you and see you versus you having to come in. You know, your hours of what you're doing is really mitigated based on the weather and time and certain um, and, and certain other factors that having providers that are able to go to where um, where the farmer is at and to their farm is so important because, you know, they need to be in the field. They need to be milking those cows. They need to to be where their operation is. And when they get off the field at, at um, dusk, uh, most agencies aren't open. And so I think having those flexible hours and being able to meet people is, is really important. Are there places to go for resources, particularly for the, for the farm community? Well, I think there's a, a variety of resources, you know, and, and I, I'm biased. I, I will throw that out in, in Northwest Minnesota. You know, we, um, you know, I, I'd look to your community mental health agency. Um, I would look to, you know, even your primary care doctor has resources. Um, there are 24-7 crisis numbers if somebody is, is really having, struggling with their mental health, is feeling um that there is no hope, feeling of thoughts of suicide, um, that there are 24-7 crisis numbers. Um, there are texting numbers that you can call um, where you don't have to talk to anybody, but you can get expert support and resources um, to, 
to be able to help at any time of the day. So I, there are definitely um, places that that farmers could go. I mean, even talking to your um, your minister or your priest um, is a great resource um, for outreach and and help in figuring out where's the best place to go. Certainly, they can. If they didn't hear the webinars when they took place live, they can go back and and find those and and listen to your series. How do folks uh, track that down? Those webinars are on the American AgriWomen website, and we can send you a link to those pre-recorded webinars. And even though they were focused on women in agriculture, I would invite uh, the men in the farming community to tune in and listen to those as well. Uh, one, many of the strategies that we've suggested for women can also be used by men, but it also can be helpful for men to understand maybe what women in the farming and ranching industry are going through and think about, okay, how might this apply to my own family situation, whether it be my spouse or my daughter or my mother. I just think it's critical to continue these conversations. Again, it goes back to connecting our farming community together, giving resources, providing information so that we can destigmatize mental health to increase resiliency and increase our overall well-being. If I could just add with that is, you know, these conversations are, are I think, are critical. And also, the more we talk about it, the more we learn from others and strategies to build the resiliency. So when stress um, is impacting us, it will bounce off of us easier. The more we build that resiliency, that self-care, the wellness, I call it this personal force field. The more we build that when stressful times hit us, the easier those stressors will bounce off of us so that we don't run into issues with our mental health um, down the road. Our thanks to Shauna Reitmeyer and Brenda Mack for being a part of our Transformation Series. As always, remember that help is available. There are resources available online on the Red River Farm Network website, rrfn.com forward slash transformation. Transformation is a partnership between the Red River Farm Network and the Minnesota Department of Agriculture. This project began with funding from the National Institute of Health, the Great Plains Center for Agricultural Health, and numerous stakeholders, including the North Dakota Wheat Commission, the North Dakota Soybean Council, Minnesota Farmers Union, and, and others. We are also excited to have uh, received the CHS Farmer Health and Wellbeing Grant from the CHS Community Giving uh, that foundation. We appreciate your support there. Until next time, I'm Don Wick.